Been dreaming of a paradise, somewhere a little paradise, where I wanna be. Let's travel to the greener side, a lovely place beside my. What's up, everybody? Don't you wanna see? Welcome to Q's Lounge. It's been a minute. <laughs> I'm really no glad to be back. I see you, Z. Give me a, a shout out if you can hear the music, if it's too loud, if it's too low. I'm excited for today's show. You a god and she a goddess. Got some of my uh, closest friends that are uh, joining us today. You're listening to uh, my man Common, Com Sense. Imagine having a woman like Betty Shabazz, steady with class, ready to blast till the chariots pass to take me to my new destination. I think in miracles. This my imagination. We're gonna be getting started here in just a few moments. We're just gonna vibe out for just a couple minutes. If you haven't already, make sure you uh, go to Q's Live on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter and follow me. <laughs> and I know I got some really close friends that are watching this and listening to this that have not followed me yet. So uh, be sure to be sure to follow your boy, supporting because uh, Q's Lounge is a Q's Lounge is something that we hope and pray that it, it goes on to be something that uh, I don't know you can take it goes far. But we need to just I need your support. I need my friends and my family. So go ahead and follow me. So if you're on Instagram, Q's Live, Q's Lounge. One. Not being politically correct, YouTube, Q's Lounge. Still shout out to YouTube. Imagine if, you could change <laughs> if you're on YouTube, give me a shout out as well. If you're on, and also if you're on, uh, if you're on Facebook as well. I see you, Kelly Kells, Melly. Melo, I see you as well. Just looking for the connection. I'm so excited about today. <laughs> Marlene, what up? Yeah. It's going to be a fantastic show. Been having goosebumps all day. I see, I see so many people entering the room. I appreciate you guys. We're going to be getting started here in just a few moments. Don't you want to come and see? Good times without no care. Won't you let me take you there? Don't you want to come with me? Don't you yeah. want to come and see? All right, all right. Yeah. Welcome, 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 welcome. Yeah, y'all, come on. So what's up, everybody? This is your boy, Q. Welcome to Q's Lounge. Uh, Q's Lounge, um, I want to, first of all, I want to thank everybody who has been following me on Instagram and also Twitter and who also tuned into the last show. Uh, tonight's show is going to be um, really special. Um, this is something that was birthed uh, from a conversation with a really close friend of mine uh, who I'm, I'm grateful to have on today. Um, but this show is something in this space. I just want to let you guys know why Q's Lounge. Q's Lounge, again, is just a space that 
uh, was created so that we can just be able to vibe. And I just wanted to be able to have a space to be able to share myself with you and then also have conversations uh, that you may not be happening, ha having. And so with that being said, um, we're going to go into some things today and hopefully even on future shows where, you know, it might it might go um, like last show. I, I think I was a little a little emotional. That may happen. Um, but it's definitely, definitely a place that's going to be safe. Definitely a space that we you know we're going to have fun. Um, we're going to, we're going to vibe, you know, we're going to have a good time, but we're going to be honest and transparent. So, um, before we do that, I also just want to let you know, today's show is called, um, well, the show is called first love. It's going to be about a, a story about a boy and his mom. And the uh, the backdrop to this for me is, you know, I just feel like something's wrong um, in the system. Uh, there's there's definitely there's definitely um, a lot of opportunity for us with our love relationships. And I think about so much that's going on in the world between divorce, um, the rate of divorce and just a lot of conversations around um, a lot of conversation around who you want to be married to, um, what's happening with men, why are men a certain kind of way, why are women a certain kind of way. And individually, we have our own story and we all have uh, something unique. And, you know, my hope today is that we have a special story today that, you know, we're going to unpack and share. Um, but I believe that in order for us to love, we, we have to go back to the root. And for me as a man, I'm really close with my mom. And uh, this is something that today, the story between a boy and his mom, I think is gonna be hopefully enlightening because there's some some women that are curious, like, you know, why are, why is their man, this, you know, the way that he is, you know, or why is it so difficult to find a good man? And um, I think, you know, I think the relationship between a boy and his mom um, from a childhood um, puts the responsibility of both on, you know, the mother, and, you know, and also for what we, we as men, what we take from it as well. So. Without further ado, uh, I would like to introduce uh, our guests today. They're going to join us here in just a few moments, and I'll have the moderator bring them in. What's up? What's up, bro? What's up, Miss Motley? How are you guys today? I'm good, brother. How about yourself? I'm good. I'm good as well. You know, I'm uh, I'm excited for you guys to be on the show today. You know, Ro and I, we've talked a lot about doing the show and um we're finally here i um i definitely feel like you know when bringing up this topic today um this has brought a, a lot of attention to people especially women who are mothers of little boys who want to do the right thing who want to who hope they're doing the right thing and it's not that we're going to sit here and tell everybody what to do but it's definitely just going to be an inside look um uh, to that and then also a lot of men that i know who are you know who are of age now who are intrigued by um, this show and, and wanting to uh, watch it and see see what we come out with? I am a uh, I am just gonna need a quick moment here because I am missing something on my screen, so I apologize. But Miss Motley, welcome. How Hi. are you? Today? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Miss Miss Motley is raised in South Central LA, the youngest of nine siblings. Wow, been married for 43 years. She's a college graduate, mother of two, grandmother of five, and has a passion volunteering in arts and the community. I heard you were a creative. Is that right? I've just become one recently. Yes, I had an opportunity to, to participate in the Black Lives Matter mural. 
here. In oh, Minnesota. tell us about that. What, what was that about? Oh, it's really nice. It was a uh, inspired by my daughter and my granddaughter, and it was basically celebrating the beauty of Black people in America. And uh, it's a mural in downtown Riverside that represents everybody from George Floyd to our wow. new VP. I mean, it's really nice. John Lewis. It's a it's a mosaic piece. Wow. Well, that's yeah. I definitely want to come home, <laughs> come home and see it. I definitely believe that, um, that when, what I've seen and heard about it, that Mel was, he was like blown away. Mel, you want to talk about what happened when you heard about this mural? I mean, it, it, it caught me off guard. Uh, my parents came out to visit me and my mom is really, uh, you know, the thing I know about my mom, whenever she gets involved in something, she really, she really goes all out. So she came to visit me, we were having dinner. She was saying, telling me that, you know, she was working on this mosaic piece for the city of Riverside. I'm thinking to myself, it's not a big deal. But then she showed me the pictures. I'm like, wait a second, how long have you been working on this? And she had been working on it for a year. And I mean, I was blown away, man, I had no idea. But I mean, that's my mom and she she normally, when she does something, she's she goes all out. So, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't surprised. I was more surprised that I didn't know than the fact more than the fact that what she had done awesome yeah it well. could be sane during COVID, you know <laughs> yeah you know i think we've all picked up a few hopefully picked up some things that are healthy um uh, during this um you know during this this season i'll call it because i don't think that we need to um stay there so miss motley um you've known me for a long time i'm oh, like yeah. the other son right <laughs> so again i thank you for being on i thank you for getting uh on this platform and then um romel um brother i know you since uh, whew, uh yeah a long time so we won't we won't go into you know <laughs> every story your escapades <laughs> yes i'll never leave my friend behind that's all i'm gonna say to ro right now <laughs> oh, brother, uh, yeah. so so yeah, so yeah, and and both of you look both of you look beautiful uh, today as well. I just want to let you know that Romel um, is a college graduate of the University of Nebraska. He's a single father and former baseball player. You don't really talk about that much, but you used yeah. the ball a long time ago, man. I mean, it, you know, the thing about it was it, it it afforded me a lot of opportunities. I went to college for free. Uh, I got to see the. I'm majority of the country. So, I mean, it was, it was a good time. I had a really good time with it. Yeah. Well, I, um, I know every little story, but today we're going to talk about the relationship between you and Miss Motley today. Um, this is something that, you know, you and I talked about where, um, you know, just some growth that happened, you know? And so I just want to kind of start off with just asking Miss Motley, um, South Central, um, what I know of South Central, how to survive South Central, right? That's what I know about South Central. Um, how was it growing up in South Central? Well, you have to remember, I grew up in South Central in the late 60s, early 70s. And back then, I mean, we grew up in a middle class black neighborhood and there were families, there were grandmothers and everybody knew everybody. Everybody looked out for everybody. I mean, it was really good times. You know, we would have neighborhood block parties, barbecues, but at the same time, 
we had the Black Panther Party starting wow. and we had the Watts Riot. So there was a lot of things going on, but where I lived in the community I lived in, everybody looked out for each other. Wow. So um, you've been married for 43 years. Yeah. That's a long time. Actually, it's 44. I missed 44. Yeah, I lost. I dropped a year. Okay. Well, 40, I was 44. right. I told you 44. <laughs> I knew that. Yes. Yeah. And I and I know um, Mr. Motley is there with you as well. So uh, please tell him that, you know, that I've said hello to him. But can you let's start off. Let's start off with um, let's start off with the beginning. Um, how was it? <laughs> how was it being a, a mother? Because what I understand, Romel is your first child um, yeah. as well. So there's that's part of the story as well. So how was it being a mother of to Romel at, you know, in his younger age? Well, first off, I just kind of, so I grew up in this, this predominantly, well, it was entirely black community. Yeah. And I was the only, and we grew up Catholic. My mother was Catholic. So we went to, I went to Catholic school. Okay. And I was this Catholic school girl who got pregnant at the wow. age of 15. Wow. So what did they do to you? What happens when you get pregnant when you're 15 and black and a black? I'm just curious. This sounds like a, a well, Netflix you know, movie. Like I said, everybody knew everybody. So everybody knew about my pregnancy. And so, you know, at that time, I just had to just kind of get strong. And, at 15? Know, get, at 15, get strong and get determined. And, and that's basically what happened. I was determined to have this child and I was determined to be a good mother. And I have to say that my husband st stood by my side. He was my boyfriend at the time, Yeah. but he was, he stood right by my side and uh, it was tough. I was still going to school. I went to school. I went to school the day before I delivered Romel. Wow. I went to I went to a school for pregnant teens. Wow. Up until the day they were born. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's uh jeez. So um the show is about the show's about the, the, we we're gonna do more with you guys. You guys know that there's so much more that we're gonna be talking about. But I just have to ask, did you go back to church pregnant too? Did they you know, at that time, you know, the thing about the Catholic Church, you know, it was more, it was about the, the religion, the ceremony. And so I really didn't. I wasn't going back to, to the church and I wasn't going to Catholic school anymore. I was actually going to, there was a specific, girls had to go to a specific school for pregnant girls at that time. Wow. So okay. they had a high school for, for us. Girls like girls like me. Wow! Wow! And, so you were, you were like quarantined. You were you were quarantined. Yeah, in a sense. So, <laughs> yes, yeah. but you know what? Well, the good thing about it was is that this school we learned about child care and child development and the birthing process. So it was very educational. It was a school in South Central Los Angeles, so it was preparing us for what what was to come. So wow. it was actually very good because I learned, we used to watch films and videos on the childbirthing process and then how to take care of a baby. And so, you know, it was educational. Wow. Now you mentioned you had to be strong. What is, what is being strong mean? Because I think sometimes, you know, the definition of strong is loose for a lot of people. Some people strong um, is, 
is hard, you know, tough and angry. So how would you describe strong for you at 15, 16 years old? I mean, that's a young age to be a mother, you know? And, and I think that you just described strong for a 15 year old. I had to be tough. I had to be angry. I had to kind of be like, you know, don't mess with me. Don't say anything to me because, you know, as you know, as you can imagine, this Catholic school girl who's now pregnant with the boy who lived on the down the street, you know, um, who's in the next lot, room, by the way. And shout out, and just shout out again to to just how things can always go a little bit. He's in the next room still, right? So yeah, he is. He's still in the next room. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, no, I, I think, you know, what's interesting, though, is just to know resiliency at the age of 15 years old, 16 years old. Like I knew Mel at 15 and 16 years old, and I don't think that we even had any kind of experience of our own life to have to dig in like that. And it seems like you're also fighting off the, uh, you know, the the shame, you know, the cultural, you know, cultural um, uh pressure i guess you want to call it pressure because yeah. you know even my parents you know my own parents were the disappointment from my parents i mean that's not the life that's not what they wanted for me you know and so they were disappointed so right. i had to even push back against them at the time but you know they they got on board and they 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 supported me you know I, my mom and dad i grew up in the home of my mom and dad and yeah. they were right there with me even though my dad told romel not to walk down our street anymore <laughs> I've heard that story. He said, "Walk the other side of the street. Yeah, Don't walk on his side of the street." <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I mean, 10, 15 years. You know, for your parents to be only ten or fifteen years older is a is a is a rare occasion. Um, so, Miss Motley, I'm, I'm gonna just. I want to ask you, what is your proudest moment of Romel as a as a young boy? proudest moment as a young boy that you can yeah that you can remember as a young child what was your proudest moment that of him that you can remember today you know Romel was a very loving little boy he was very kind loving and adventurous and so this just his whole personality his whole dynamic I really liked the person that he was you know he was caring you know he always he never went anywhere where he didn't have a friend used to come to me and say, mom, mom, here's my best, here's my best friend. I'd take him to a park and he'd come with some kid and tell me this was, this was his new best friend. Mom, this is my new best friend. You know, wow. so he was always very friendly, always very loving. And I was just very proud of his personality, his demeanor. Wow. So <laughs> Romel was loving. Are you saying Romel was loving? He was very loving. Quaylen, he used to tell me that mom, he goes, mom, I'm going to marry you when I grow up. And wow. I say, okay. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. So, so it goes along with the theme, the first love. Did you, do you believe that Ro? that your, your oh, mom is your first love? Without a doubt, man. My mom and, and my dad at the time were, you know, everything. I mean, it was uh, growing up. It was, it was, I never had a want. I never had a need. I never, if we were struggling, I never knew it. Um, I mean, it was, me and my mom had a really close bond because I was always, my mom would wake me up in the morning, take me to daycare. Either my dad would pick me up from daycare or my mom. So we were, it was, like you said, a 15 year age difference, man. It's, it's, it's a kid raising a kid. Right. right. And it's that, that bond you have is, is tough. 
I mean, it's it's really it's really tough, and I and I think that has always been something that I've, I've always appreciated with my mom. I mean, my mom is all my mom is still my best friend. We we may have our bumps and bruises sometimes. I mean, and that's just. I think the close the age difference and everything, but the respect level for what my mom has done and what she is, um, it's it, you know it's always seems to get on track. So I mean that's that's the biggest thing. So yeah, I definitely I definitely respect my mom and, and love everything she's. I mean, fifteen years old man. When I was fifteen years old, there I, there was no like like you said, man. I was busy playing baseball. I didn't have any. I wouldn't even know what to do if I had a kid at fifteen. You were taking you know, care of yourself. Like, you never take care of nobody else. I was worried about gas money. I was worried about yeah. lunch money. I mean, let alone feeding a, feeding an infant. Right. I mean, and, and she had a great support system too. So I mean, it's I you know, I, I I I appreciate that. My grandmother was very fundamental in my life. Yeah. My know? parents, you know, after after a while, I eventually Mel and I moved out on our own, and we came to Orange County area. And my my parents used to come to our house every weekend i mean my parents were like our best friends we we hung out with our parents and they helped me they were very instrumental in helping me to raise romel was it challenging because you were a young mom to to be able to hold your own or, or did, oh, did your mom get in the way at all or did, was it was it just like really easy no when i when i had romel and i came home from the hospital before before I left for the hospital, I had set up the crib. Mel had set up his crib for me in my room in the house with my mom. You know, so it was in my bedroom. When I got home from the hospital, my mother had moved that crib to her bedroom. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, you know, so I had to move it back to my room immediately. You know, that that's the first tug of war because she was she was the mother. She was the queen of that house, and yeah. so it was awkward. And I was still going to school. I mean, I had two. I had Romel, and I had to report back to school two weeks later. Wow. And so my mom was his primary caregiver, and so you know we did have those moments, the tug of wars. And um, which led to me leaving the home at early. I probably moved out when I was about 17. Okay. So, so Mel, how was it having a, a young teenage mom, like growing up? Um, when she said it, she was hard, what did that feel like to you? Uh, you know, my mom, the, the, thing, the good thing about this is, and, and I totally respect it and I get it now. Um, my, parents didn't, my parents didn't have you know, when they turn 21, getting able to go out and, and do the kind of stuff they did, you know what I mean? So my parents, the, it was always one of those situations. My parents, although I wasn't a mistake, my parents always made sure that I didn't do stuff to get put myself in a situation. It was almost to the point where I was scared to do anything wrong growing up because of what my mom and dad would tell me how hard it was for them and being in that situation so i mean yeah it was it was a cool it was really cool i mean you you know growing up with parents like that you, you sort of somewhat listen to the same music you know your parents are are fashionably and my mom is still fashionably dresses nice i mean so those are some of the advantages of it your mom gets it so she my had mom swag mom, mom had swag had, so you got the swag. swag she's always had swag so it, I was always growing up, man. I was dressed to the nines, no matter what was going on. So I knew but then that. When you, were, when you were younger, did you even know that we were so young? You didn't realize that 
at that time. I, no. I didn't realize I that really didn't hit me until I got to high school and I started noticing yeah. that a lot of my old my friends' parents were like gray-haired, old, bald, and my dad was competitive. Swag. Yeah, complete could beat me in basketball, was faster than me until I was a junior in high school, <laughs> was just just as athletic. You know, my mom looked a lot younger than all the other moms. And that's when a lot of, that's when it wasn't really brought up to me until I until I got to high school and people were like, you know, man, your mom's your mom's your mom's young. And I didn't really think about it. You know, it was something that never really came into mind. Because yeah. here's the reason why. My parents were super responsible. My mom went to school, she had a great job, she provided, my parents provided for us. So although they were young, they didn't act young. Not at all. So I, it really didn't hit me until I got to high school when you when you start seeing kids and they're like, damn, your dad looks old as hell. And my dad, you know, like my dad, me and my dad did something. It, you know, my dad could hang out with me all day and play sports and work out with me and other people's dad couldn't do that. So, I mean, that was that was a big thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. You you had a dad that you can like almost like a big brother, you know, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that, pretty that's much. cool. So, um, Miss Motley, I have a, so on the other side, what's your proudest moment? And, you know, this show, this show in this space, somebody going to get blessed today. Um, but I just want to ask you, what is your proudest moment of your son, Romel, as an adult? And you can define adulthood for in any way that you want. You know, I've always wanted my kids to just to have a good life. You know, that's, I worked so hard because I wanted them to be great. And I, I see Romel now that he's on, and, and I don't, and I define greatness, not as a destination, but as a journey. And, and I, I see that Mel is on a journey now that, that I'm very proud of, very proud of. And, um, I just want him to continue in that path and, and doing what he's doing. You know, I believe that, you know, God has always blessed me and been in my life because Lord knows that at the age of 15, I didn't know what I was doing. So there was divine intervention going on along this, my journey. And uh, I see that for Romel too. And I'm really proud of the direction, you know, he's taking his life in now. And I just want to encourage him to continue that. Awesome. You receiving that blessing, brother? You know, I do every day, man. I mean, I mean, it's it's it, the thing about it is my mom is very feel good, don't it? it? It feels really good, man. My mom has always been in my corner. I mean, even when I don't when I'm not even in my own corner, my mom has always been there. So I mean I can't I can't really complain about that. I mean, it's been it's always been one of those situations. I've always had a place to go. You know, if no matter what the situation was, I've always had a place to go. And I think that's important. And I think uh, the fact that she's so strong and she's always been so strong, you know, uh, it's it's funny because we, we brought this up. Like, what, what makes my mom? When did I realize my mom was really strong? The individual she was? Yeah. And this is a funny story. She remembers this. <laughs> she, uh, she bought this vacuum cleaner from Target. Oh wait! Did you get permission to tell this story? <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, Mel, you ain't too old. You ain't too old not to get your butt whooped. I know that much. I want to hear the short version of. Because CPS ain't taking your call. You call CPS, they're gonna be like, "You, you too old." No, no man. Call us back. 
So my mom had bought this vacuum cleaner. And this is the one thing I realized about my mom. My mom never got cheated on anything. She paid her hard-earned money for it and it didn't work. She didn't care who who was bought from or who owned the store. Either she was gonna get what she paid for or she was gonna fight to get that back. And I remember in high school, man, she bought this vacuum cleaner and it was like, she had it for like six months. And I'm thinking, well, damn, you got enough use out of it. What are you tripping about? So she's like, little, she like when she called me back then, little Mel, because my dad's a big Mel. Right. She's like, little Mel, put this vacuum cleaner in the car. We're gonna go to Target. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna go get a new tar- a vacuum cleaner or my money back. I'm thinking, okay, this ain't gonna happen. And so, <laughs> my mom sat there for 30 minutes and argued with this store manager, and was getting loud, was embarrassing the hell out of me. But she told me, she's like, come over here. I want you to sit right here and watch and make sure this man doesn't do anything to me. And I want you to pay attention to what's going on. And I really, from that point, I really learned that, you know, how strong my mom was. She did not take shit from anybody growing up, myself included, anybody at work. Uh, I mean, just anybody. She was always been strong and positive, you know, and she's been, she was fair about things. So, I mean, it was always one of those situations that I knew when I saw that, I'm like, man, that's, to be, and I think at the time she was like 33 years old. I'm like, man, to be doing that and to, and not care what anyone else thinks. Cause so I mean, be honest. come on, bro. so you know, I'm, I got a black mama and my black mama is strong too. So, <laughs> so are we really like gonna do this? Like, like we're on the Cosby show. Like, are we gonna say mom is strong and everything that she did, it was all good. It was never a problem. No. <laughs> it was never a challenge. I was never challenged by my mom's, you know, being strong. Talk to me. Was it, no, was man, it always know, that easy? No, bro. It wasn't always that easy. But I'll tell you one thing that as far as dis- discipline coming from my parents, I was equally scared of my mom as my dad. And yeah. that was that was something that was positive and, and a key that I saw. And I knew that, you know. It's funny no, because it, was, no, we, it wasn't always positive because I was I was not only just a very strong mom, but I was a very controlling mom and I was on top of everything. I mean, you know, I can remember. I mean, I would be on top of the teachers on top of. So oh, it, was, right. it, it, was, was, it was a struggle for yeah. Mel to, to, to fight for his own independence because I was I was in charge of my household and, and I ran a pretty tight ship. I tried to anyway. So that we had some rough times. We did. And yeah. you know, and the discipline was was tough too. Cause remember we grew up in the times of the sixties and seventies. So you know, we didn't believe in in sparing the rod, you, you know. <laughs> no, there was no timeouts. There was no timeout. There's not a corner house you can go stand in. Can I stand in the corner instead of get my you, that you was not gonna happen. You gotta no. ask whatever was close, no. <laughs> right? a track, uh, an extension right? cord, whatever it was. And I mean, here's the thing about it, man. I do I do I, I they were hard, they were hard on me, but I, I I didn't understand it at a young age because a lot of my friends were able they had a lot more freedom than I did. Right. But I think their situation, as far as being young parents. It really influenced how they parented. I think my mom, my mom did it from a genuine situation. She didn't want me, although I wasn't a mistake again, she didn't want me to have to deal with the stuff she had to deal with as a 15 year old. 
But you know, I think I was still constantly trying to prove myself, you yeah. know, trying and I and and you, I wanted you, you were an extension of that proof to other people that, you know, hey, look at her, she's successful, look at her kids. I mean, that was all I was First so I was really in that at that time a lot consumed with that, wanting to make sure that that things ran well you know yeah. so it was and you gotta, you, you gotta think about this too man i mean she had the support of her of my grandmother and grandfather but there were a lot of people that were sitting there in the background telling them that they weren't gonna they weren't gonna be shit and they weren't gonna do anything right. so i think my mom always had that chip on her shoulder and she does to this day that if someone tells my mom she can't do something that's like the wrong thing to do because my mom will do everything she probably I mean, we have arguments about it now. I'm like, you know what, mom? I don't think like we'll have something going on. I'm like, mom, I don't think they're, they're not going to allow you to do that. And my mom was like, my, this is my mom's number one question. How do you know? Did you ask? Yeah. Did you yeah. ask? Yeah. You don't know unless you ask. I have a hard time taking no for an answer. I really totally. do. Yeah, totally. Not, that, that's a good thing. You know, we talked before this show, Miss um, Motley. You were excited about this show. Something hit you. You want to talk about like how you felt, you know, preparing for the show because you you sent us some pictures, because um, this is something that this is some this conversation, this is stuff that we don't talk about on a regular basis. But do you want to share what you had said earlier today about, um, you know, the going back down memory lane? Yeah, you know what, this, this I was going through looking for photos for you, and at the and it gave me an opportunity to go back and reflect on my life. Yeah. And, you know, I had always questioned my parenting and was I a good mother? You know, I know I was a young mother and I didn't have as much wisdom as I have today. Um, but when looking back at the photos, you know, there were so many good times and so many good moments in those boxes. And, you know, it just it just gave me like just love just started flowing up yeah. inside of me, you know, just going back and remembering and then seeing all the things that we did and accomplished. Let me know that, you know what, I might have been young but I did a damn good job, you know, yeah. I, and I was very proud, you know, I, I saved all of Mel's drawings from kindergarten, pre-K, you wow. know, I, so I opened up this box and that's the, the photo you used, one of the pictures you used, that was his original artwork from preschool, you yeah. know, so, you know, we were young, but, you know, it was fun. You know, yeah, it was, we, it was a good we, time, man. Yeah, you know, you know, one thing I'll add just because, like, just hearing this in the now, mm -hmm. there's as a young boy when you see your mom, you know, taking special interest into everything that you're doing, how you're feeling, what you're thinking, like all your projects, your sports, it starts to mold, you know, it starts to mold you in a certain kind of way, you know what I mean? Because the right. bond again, you know, is this is where you're learning love, what she's doing, she's she's adamant about making sure. Oh, okay, the moderator put it up there. This is beautiful. <laughs> Mel, do you want to read it? Read it to your mom again? Uh, yeah, here you go. I love my mom. She gives me ice cream all the time and she gives me love too. Now I didn't write that. My that was my teacher, Miss Roy Stacker, that wrote that. She asked me what I wanted to say. It was a mother, I think it was a Mother's Day card. Right. Yeah. No, it was Valentine's Day. It was Valentine's Day. Okay. Um, and that was in that was in 1980. That was so I was six years old. I was in first grade. Okay. Well, let me ask you this question. Would you change anything about it? I wouldn't. You know what's so funny about it? My mom asked me that like a couple of years ago. 
I wouldn't change anything, man. I wouldn't change the ass whoopings. I wouldn't change how hard they were on me about things. I wouldn't change how they love me. I think my life could have went in a totally different direction. I mean, it's, you know, um, when, you know, when, where I grew up, you know, my parents sacrificed a lot to raise me in the situation that they did. Right. You know, when we moved to that area, my mom was 28 years old, 28 years old. Right? I mean, I, I couldn't manage, imagine it. My dad was 30. Well, can I partly pin something right quick? And you own the home too, right? You purchased it at 28? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That I just, home, and that was right? my second home. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I'm, I'm doing that because there's some people who, uh, you know, in the home ownership game uh, that are, have, there's some disbelief about what's possible. So you're on a second home by the age of 28 as a 15 year old mom. I'm just, we're just going right. to stack the blessing throughout this show. Um, yeah. Mel, I want to ask you a question. Yes, sir. And I want you to take a moment before you answer the question. Okay. Are you, don't take, don't answer it quick. Cause I want you to think about, cause I want you to explain what it means to you. Are you a mama's boy? And what does that mean to you? Ooh. Yeah. Um, take a moment. I mean, uh, I, 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 yeah, I am, man. I, I, you know, it's, it's, uh, I'm totally a mama's boy. I, you know, I, I, I have, uh, I have a lot of my, I have a lot of the qualities my mom has. Um, I mean, my mom, although sometimes she doesn't think, you know, it's so funny. I had a conversation with my mom not too long ago and she didn't think I really loved her like I do. I told her, I was like, you know what I think I'm going to get a tattoo of you. And she like got quiet on the phone. She like, I'm like, are you all right? And she was up, she was emotional. And she's like, I didn't think you loved me. I'm like, like that. And I'm like, what are you like serious? I'm like, yeah, I mean, it, so I'm definitely a mama's boy. I think my, what my mom, how my mom feels and thinks about anybody or about me is important. I mean, I don't just bring anyone around my mom. Right. It'd be really important to me for me to bring you around my mom. And I think my mom knows that. I think my mom has always, although I didn't see it, I will always think my mom's always had my best interest regardless of how I felt. So yeah, I think my being a mama's boy, yeah, I would say that. I love my mom. I, I care about how she feels and what she thinks. I mean, even to this day, I mean, sometimes I'm, she may not think I do and we and we argue about it. But, you know, it's, it's definitely important how, how my mom feels about something. So if that makes me a mama's boy. Yeah. Right. Definitely. And then, Miss Motley, I, I just, you know, as men, we sometimes will just be quick. I'm a mama's boy. How does that make you feel that your son says he's a mama's boy? What does that make you feel? How does that make you feel? Love. Yeah. It just feels like love because sometimes. I don't see that. Like Mel said, Quaylen, we are so much alike sometimes that we really butt heads a lot. You know, Mel wants to raise, well, Mel wants to raise his children in the way that we raised him. And I'm so far removed from that now, but because that's because I'm in a different space. And so I'm constantly, the, the I tried not to be, but I am the critic. I'm, I'm an involved grandmother. I get in, it's my village. Those are my grandbabies. Yeah. I don't hold my tongue. And he, no. we, go to, we go to battle over those grandchildren. So, um, awesome. but yeah, it does. It feels good. It feels warm inside to hear that. Right. Did you always think that though? You didn't think I was a mama's boy? I know you're a spoiled brat. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you was a. I was. I, I still am. First, I mean, firstborn. Yeah. Firstborn, you know, a lot of tension. I think, you know, and with with my mom going through those, looking for those pictures today, 
I kind of thought like, damn, you know, for a 15 year old or 20 year old to keep all this, I mean, keep all this, all these memories. I mean, bro, we would, I mean, it would, it was funny. We would go to Disneyland. Like it was, I have people like live in California that I grew up with. have never been to Disneyland. I went, my parents, we didn't, I went everywhere. SeaWorld, Marineland. I mean, I, I never had a, there was never a situation that I didn't have or I felt like I wanted. Like, you know, it's funny. My parents would sit there and say they struggled when they grew up, when we were young, when I was young. I never saw it. I never felt it. I never felt it at all. Not not even not even the slightest. So we're going we're going to dive a little bit deeper. Um, and you guys choose who wants to answer this question first. On a scale of one to ten, how close were you regarding love relationships? And, and just to kind of preface this a little bit is that like, man, the, the bar is high right now. All the love that you're receiving She's, you know, keeping all your mementos of all your, your letters that she's feeding you. She's taking you to Disneyland. You don't feel the struggle. Um, your mom's fighting, advocating for you. I, I know the stories about, you know, your your sports career as well. Like she's always advocating for you. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how close as a young man um, or even a teenager, how close were you with your mom about your love relationships? Um, I mean, she was very involved. I mean, my mom, you have to understand my mom's background. She basically worked for the County of Riverside. She sued deadbeat dads for not paying child support. So, I mean, growing up with that and not, you know, not making sure that I didn't make those kind of mistakes. Um, I mean, it, you know, my parents being close in age, they knew when you know, something was going on. They weren't that far removed from being in a relationship. So obviously when you're acting differently growing up, my mom knew about my relationships, whether or not she, she supported them or felt good about them. She never said that to me. Did we give me words of wisdom? Like, you know, I, I would, my first girlfriend, I, I honestly thought I would marry her. And my parents, I remember this conversation, my mom and dad said, you're not going to marry her. And I'm like, how the hell can you say that when you two got together when you're 14 or 16? <laughs> And how are you going to tell me that you, that I'm not going to marry him, marry marry the girl I was dating? And uh, my parents just—I mean, my parents. My the thing about my parents, man, my parents are young, but they were they were wise beyond their years. So I mean, I had a very open relationship with my parents about my relationships. My mom, my mom and dad knew about it. I mean, it's not like we had cell phones back in those days. I mean, it, you so know, we open had one communication. House phone. So open communication. You I kiss mean, the girl, yeah, you they, let her know. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because I would be asking questions. I asked a lot of questions. A, a so you have to remember, I was young, so I was nosy, and yeah. I was I was astute, so I, I could see the sign. I was looking for the signs. You see, my parents were much older when I was, so I was always looking for signs to see what was going on. And so I could pick up on, I, and I was always able to kind of manipulate them. I would say it was like I already knew it. And they would, right. fall, for it. They would fall for it every time, you know? Right. So. Yeah. So what was, Mel, talk, well, I want to, I want to do this in a, in a fair way without overexposing anything, ahead, but right. love relationships, you know, cause you have your mom, you love, and then you date, right? Right. And you, you know, you have friends or whatnot. Um, what, how did your, how did you approach a relationship um, 
did you base the relationship on your relationship with your mom at, at a young age? No, no. What, what were you looking for then? What was your mindset like? You, you want honestly, I wanted someone that was the exact opposite of my mom. Okay. I mean, and, and, and here's the, there's a the thing. It's not, my mom was like, she, she ruled with the iron fist and there was, and at the time I didn't think that was a good thing, you know, and it, you know, growing up, seeing that and, and just, you know, she she always knew what was better. What was good. my mom saw things before I did, you know, as far as my 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 parents saw my athletic ability before I did. So they pushed me in that direction. You know, my parents. Uh, I, I definitely avoided people like my mom. My mom would my mom had my mom was everything. Everything I, I didn't want. Much. He thought it was too much, Quaylen. He didn't. I mean, didn't was, everything was, I didn't want at that time. A girl like me. No. So yeah, I, he I was running away from me. Yeah, I, I wasn't really. I wasn't really looking for a strong woman at that time. I wanted. I just wanted someone. I, it was going to be cool, peaceful. So know, what was so was strong, good or bad? Because I'm trying to understand now. You know, at that time, the strong man, was it, good. Just like 15 minutes ago, it was good. Yeah, but you know what though, bro? When you're young like that, you don't know what's good for you. You, what you see, what your perception is until you get into those kind of situations. I've been in some relationships, man, where I didn't have a strong individual. And it always, it, it never worked out. You know, it never worked out. And it was for the, it was for the simple reason they didn't have the qualities that my mom had that I think would have made a relationship survive or work. So my mom was, you know, and it's, it's funny, be, and, you know, having a failed marriage and that was just disappointing altogether, but just, you know, and seeing my parents being able 43 years at a young age, my dad is probably the smartest cat on the planet. Why is that? Just because he had, he had, well, they're both smart, but from my dad's standpoint, from a male standpoint, he had a strong woman that wasn't going to let anyone, talk shit to her or do anything right he held her own she climbed up the, the up the ladder at the county of riverside which you know i didn't really understand that brother till i got out of school i didn't understand the impact my mom had until i was out of the household and i had been in some bad relationships so you know as you grow and you go in those situations you see what you start looking back like damn if, if she were like my mom or, you know and i've done this before like Damn, I wish you were like my mom. Lord, you know, I wish you had the the a certain quality my mom had. And I think uh and I and I to just to, not to interrupt Mel, but I think my that that um quality, you know, is I was I was a ride or die, you know. I was in the marriage. I was in the marriage for the long run. And you know what? And I knew that rain would come and storms would come in a marriage and they did come, but I was, I was going to, to death was part. I was just going to stick in there no matter what. So oh, and I, and I saw that man, my parents, and I had his back. Yeah. My parents, when I was growing up, my parents, so you wanted the opposite of that. I mean, oh, without a doubt, man, I want, I so want you don't want it. You don't want stability. <laughs> no, you don't, you don't, want, you don't, you don't want somebody man. who's going to be watching your six. Nah, like, you what know, did you want? Was, man. You know, my mom was, very mature in that relationship and my dad was so my mom has a lot of great qualities my dad doesn't so together they're they're beautiful together equally yoked right? romel that's what equally, that's called perfectly yoked not perfectly equally yoked is another yoked. way you can say that okay so 
growing up and seeing how my mom was, my mom was oh, my mom was on me, my mom was on my dad, my mom was on my sister, my my grandfather lived with us, my mom was on my grandfather. <laughs> and I mean, it was just like, damn, man, I just don't want that in my life. But as I grew up and you know, I was in relationships, I saw that and I'm like, you know what? I need I need my I need one I want someone like my mom. You know, I mean, it's 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 hard in a relationship when one person's steering and you have the other person just giving you directions and you're not you're not having input in it or you have more input than the other. It's 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 tough on a relationship. I and mean, I had to go through that to see that. And it's you know, and it's funny because my mom would would pick girls that she felt were good and she knew were strong. And I would run from like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not letting you pick who I date. I'm not right. going out with that girl. And right. it's one of those things that, you know, growing up, it was like, man, I kind of, I kind of regret it. You know, my mom is, you have to understand, man, my mom was young. My mom didn't like meeting people and, she used to tell me this, don't bring any girls around me unless it's someone that you find that you're going to marry or wow. you like super serious with. And that's just from, I understand where she was coming from that. She didn't, didn't want some, you know, be bringing a bunch of people into the house or bringing her around them if I, and if I didn't know what their intentions were. And I mean, it, it's, she's like that today. I mean, she, my mom is very matter of fact. She's always been married, very matter of fact. And I think that's always been a positive thing for me. Yeah, it's um it's just interesting as a as a boy the love relationship is different, you know, what you're learning about love. Mm -hmm. It's it's a unconditional um sex is not an equation, right? No. Um all the all the things that, you know, that a union of marriage, you know, brings it's not that's not what you're it's not what you get from a marriage, but you get like fundamentally you know, you want to have those attributes. You know, I, I speak about this in our friendship. You know, I've told you before, I'm like, you know, I want to be so close, you know, to the woman that I, you know, love as if they were even the same sex, like if they were you, you know what I mean? Because you know how you and I could just talk about whatever, you know what I mean? Right. And so to me, you know, the first the first relationship that's like that, if you are willing and you have a healthy situation, and I understand this is a unique relationship that you have, is with your, you know, is with your mom and your parents, right? Um, so I guess I, I wonder for you guys, uh, or for for Ro, did you ask your mom her opinion, or did she give you her opinion because she was so astute, as she said? Oh, because my mom, my mom was giving her opinion on everything. I mean, the color. Did you ask though? Did, did you ask her? Your no, no, my mom. My mom was very hands-on, bro. My mom, you didn't have to ask my mom's opinion. She was going to give it to you whether you wanted it or not, which, I mean, it, that's that's just how it was. I mean, you know, it, it's, it was uh, one of those situations, you know, your yeah, mom... I, bites I, didn't, I didn't bite my tongue quite. Like not I, at all. I, yeah, I so, I spoke up and spoke out. So, you know, yeah. that, that to me, so, Ro, tell me if I'm true. Does that, does that mess with you, though? Because you have the... The, the relationship that's most dear to you has made you, can make you um, uncomfortable. Oh, without a doubt, man. I, I was definitely not, I was, I def, like I said, Shame, man, I, like, because your mom's telling you what you did wrong, right? I, like, you know, here's a prime example, man. When I, when I had issues with my ex-wife and my mom and my mom knew nothing about it. I, I had moved out for two days 
And my mom called to talk to the kid because she assumed I was at home. And I, I tell you what, man, that was that was probably the hardest phone call I've ever had to have in my life because I felt like I one I failed because I did I try to do things my way. Right. Um, you know, it, it's it's I didn't grow up in a relationship that didn't fail. You know what I mean? My parents had their issues, but they always worked it out. And I felt I felt weak at that point because wow. I couldn't stick with, you know, the situation I had. And I, you have a 15-year-old and a 17-year-old, you know, deal with the stuff they're dealing with and being able to, I mean, that was, do you remember that, Mom, when you called me about that and asked me to talk to the kids and I told you, I just I broke down, I broke down in tears, man. I told her, I'm like, you know, I moved out. And my mom, it, it, it tore her up. It tore me up because I felt like, I mean, my sister has a, a very successful uh, marriage. My parents have a successful marriage. My grandparents had a very successful marriage. All I saw around me, man, was success. And I thought I was failing. Yeah. And that that right there was tough for me. And yeah. it still is, man. I think, I think it, it, you know, my sister is dope. My niece, my, you know, everything about her situation is dope. She, my brother-in-law, I love him to death. He is awesome. You know, so seeing that man and not being able to make my situation work, it, you do feel shame for that. Yeah. I, I don't think anyone honestly goes into a marriage expecting it not to work. Right. I mean, unless unless you're just really that messed up, you know, I no one expects that. No one, no one's looking for that. So I think knowing that I failed in a situation like that, it was it was hard. And then even then my mom would try to bring me in and say, hey, you know, it's okay. But it wasn't okay. I mean, it's how can you say it's okay and your situation worked out? My sister's situation worked out. Right. I mean, it's so, it's, it's tough. So, Miss Molly, is is Romel hard headed? Oh, very. does he take your does he take your advice? <laughs> not, not, not at all. I love the not, I love the way how so, he just colored. Not, I, I love his commentary. He was like, he just says all these things make it sound really nice, but he never he leaves out the fact that I he's hard headed. It's wonderful. You know what, Romel and I. You know what. It's, it's like with anything there was a there's a love with love there's a re, the rebellion and a, and a hate there's love love is love hate is love too hates a form of love or anger so you know he he loved me there were things he, the things he loved about me were also the same things that he resented about me and he hated about me because i i'm very outspoken and very vocal and you know and sometimes when you're trying to find your own way that's annoying and you need to step back. But see, I'm learning that now. Now I'm trying to be quieter, you know, but look how long it's taken me to get here, you know, but once I started my establishing personal relationship with the Lord, he just told me, you know, Edie, you just got to back up and let him, let him live his, he'll find his way if you just back up. But I didn't learn that until now. It's taken me a long time to get here. Right. Now, Quaylen, we've had a lot of ups and downs, a lot of trials, a lot of we battle, we butt heads. Like he said, you know, in a lot of ways, our personalities are a lot alike. So think about it. People that are alike, you know, he I'm strong and determined and I want things my way. And so is he. He's strong and determined and he wants things his way, yeah. you know, and I still try to, you know, manip I was still trying to manipulate, was 
trying to manipulate where I could and use my upper hand, you know, against him. So, you know, I've learned to stop doing all that, you know, because I need to give him his space. I think, I think, but I think you stopped doing that more when you saw me doing, and here's the thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. Like I said, I don't regret any way that my parents raised me, but I start doing that with my own kids. Yeah. And I don't think it was a good thing. You know, yeah. and when, uh, when I could see, when I saw myself in him through his children, through how he talked to his children and stuff, I think Quillen, there were times, you know, and I mean, honest, I, I, I was too much. I was too rough. I was too harsh, you know, and so I didn't like it. And so yeah. it made me want to find a different way and a different way to, to approach him and show him love. And, you know, hopefully that will transcend because he was like me. Yeah, you know, like one thing that comes to mind too, it, you know, having a mother who's close, who's strong, who's loving, all those good things as well. And then just speaking about this right now in reflection is that you have good intentions, you know, you have good mm -hmm. intentions to, to love, but it doesn't come across as love because of the, you know, the hierarchy, you know, you're the mom, you're, you have the control, you're the son. And we stay in our head in that, you know, in that way that we can't hear wisdom and we can't really even see the love. So, and, you know, usually what happens, and I know what's happened for me before is that you just rebel, you reject it, you know? Yeah. And like you said, like Roe went a different, a different way, but going that different way, you know what I mean? Wasn't the right way. And so I, I guess one of the questions I have for you, Roe, is what, how has life experiences changed your impression of your mom? Um, about dating and relationship and just love in general. Cause you, you know, the one thing about you and this is uh, my opportunity <laughs> is that you are a loving dude as, as hardcore as you portray yourself, your mom's right. You know what I mean? Um, you, the one thing that can't ever change is who you are. So you're a loving man. Life experiences change us. So um, how is, how is it, how, is, how has life experiences changed your impression of your mom and, and her parenting style? Um, and even today, I mean, how, how has that changed you? Changed your life? Uh, you know what? I definitely, as, as far as changed me in, in what regards, like like what I look for in a relationship or what? Yeah, look for a relationship and also, but how you look at your mom. Because there's a point, because it's very, you're, when, you know, I know, you know the relationship. Yeah. If your mom is saying one thing and you want to do the other thing. Like no, you, you're you know, committed you know to it, man? and it's funny, man. And, and my mom's my mom's opinion about who I'm dating is more important to me now than it was before. I know that sounds kind of crazy. Why? But why? Yeah. Because my mom knows what's best for me. It took me what thirty-seven years, or what 40, 40 something plus years, to figure that out. But my mom is not gonna is not going to have me in a situation even now with somebody that she doesn't feel is good for me. You know, she, like she said, she, she will meet someone or, and, you know, understand like, okay, so that's your type, but then also say, okay, well, these are some of the good things about a person that, you know, you like that, that she points out that I think are great. And I think it, it weighs heavy on me, man. I mean, I, I definitely want to, I want my mom's approval with whoever I'm involved with. If, if my mom, it's not to the point where like my mom's gonna ultimately decide the, uh, I take that back. I, you know, I think what my mom thinks is very important to me, man. I think 
I couldn't be involved with somebody if my if my if my both my parents weren't uh didn't like that person. I, I just don't want that in my life. It would I'm not trying to make that I'm not trying to make my life any harder than it is. So I, I think my parents their approval is just as important to me now. It's more important to me now than it ever has been as far as my relationships go. And that is that just maturation, wisdom? I mean, it's maturation, wisdom, uh, like they say, you know, getting burned by the fire and, you know, and just going through, yeah, going through life. I mean, seeing what works for them and what what works for me. I mean, I definitely, I definitely appreciate what my mom has to offer and what she, how she feels about me. So, yeah, yeah you know, I, we, We've had this conversation. Thanks. Uh, we had this conversation before and, and your mom wasn't there when we talked about it. So, Miss Motley, um, if Romel is in a relationship, how how important is it for you to to have a connection with this, you know, with this woman or, you know, what do you like? What do you want to see, you know, in a woman for him and how is it important for you? For example, for example, meet the parents, right? In those moments, right? Like there's an assessment that's happening like way before the actual meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, but how are you going into that, you know, into that meeting? Because there are some people, there's a there's a mindset that I don't need to prove nothing to your mom. I'm with you, right? Yeah. I'm, you know what I mean? We're adults. I don't need like you, me having to, you know, meet your mom's standards who's got crazy standards, right? right. Not Not that we are not in agreement with it. Right. But a person can say, I am my own person. Right. right. And the heart is crazy. The heart is can have you all over the place. Right. Because you can love the person who might be completely different than what your mom, you know, has for you and come to your mom and your mom can see something or feel something that doesn't connect. So for Miss Motley, I, I guess I want to know how involved in that, like, final decision or that confirmation, because he's coming to you saying, hey, your opinion really matters. Do you want that position? Do you? You know, do you do you want to be in that position? I guess is what I want to know. I mean, you know, I don't think you cannot not be in that position because we have a relationship. I mean, I have a close relationship with my son and with my grandchildren. And so there's grandchildren involved, too. So, you know, I just you know what? I just want somebody that's going to be there, you know, for him and and and, and then somebody that they could be together for each other and, and do well together and to be there for his children and to understand that dynamic and that those children come first and to that encourages that, that encourages that relationship and that's gonna help him to grow. I want my son to be the best human being he can be. And I want somebody that's gonna help him to get there and, and vice versa, that he's gonna do the same for them. Somebody that brings out the best in him and he brings out the best in, in her. You know, I, I just want, I want him to win. You know, I just want them to win. You know, I think my, my mom will say this, but my mom wants me to have peace. Yeah, peace. That's that's a big thing. Peace man. is big. Peace is everything, I, brother. Peace is. I, I, you know, I want, I want. I mean, the truth be told, I just, I, you know what, my, my prayer as a mother now, you know, wiser is, I just want my children to have a relationship with God. I think if they have that relationship, that that's the most important relationship, and if they have that relationship then everything else will fall into place. You know, that's the first love right there, right? That's the first love. Yeah. You know, people say that, you know, there's no book 
on how to raise children. And, you know, I mean, I just got out of Proverbs in a Bible study class, and it's all about how to be a mother and how to be a wife and how to raise your children. So, but see, I didn't know that back then. You know, I know that now, you know, so well, yeah, I, go ahead. No, I mean, from from what it sounds like at a very young age, you know, I know that Proverbs, the virtuous woman. Right. And yes. you were you were doing it at a young age without even knowing knowing the word. And I think yeah. it, it sometimes it comes from a wrong place because it's coming from like, you know, you got to do this and the pressure. And, you know, not to mention you have eight other siblings. Right. Mm-hmm. Who are looking at their little sister who got pregnant at a young age. Right. So you right. got all kind of dynamics that are going on. You're being taken out of the church and all these different things. Correct. And then the parent, you got to do it the you know right way. So it's not even that you even like your story is not one that is going to be relative to, you know, to the, to the normal, like whatever normal is today. Right. And I don't even think anything's normal right now. I think everything is happening in this day and age, but I just feel like there's a lot of pressure that you had. And so you parent from that pressure. Right. right. And I just know as a, you know, as a, a sensitive young man who is, you know, your first love is your mother and everything that she says matters. <laughs> everything she oh, says man, matters. I was sensitive back in those days. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. Ralph Tresman himself. He's still sensitive. Yeah. You know, you know I, 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 I was, uh, that's right. I think it's funny, man, because you say that, but I've, I've, I've hardened up a lot. I'm, I'm jaded. I've been super jaded. And I think, you know, through my kids uh, and, and through my mom, you know, it's just, I can't, you can't always be mad. You got to let someone in, you know, you, you can't, you can't do everything by yourself. And, yeah. and I think that's the biggest, you know, the funniest thing is my mom always says, she goes, I just don't want you to be alone. And I've, I, and I've, I've always said, I'm fine alone. She goes, I know oh, you're yeah, he fine. He tells me all the time, I, I like being alone. I, I, I don't, I don't, I want to be alone. And I'm thinking, you know, man wasn't made to be alone. You know, man was made to have a partner, a, a helpmate, you know, and, and I think he needs a helpmate, you know. Um, I but think I, first can't... Think, I think he needs to be in love with himself, you know, right. take care of himself first. You know, and honestly, I think a lot of a lot of people compromise on that on the helpmate. You know, they get something else, right? They get an alternative to a true helpmate, you know, because because the helpmate is going to be, I mean, exactly what you and Mr. Motley um, have done. You know what I mean? You guys have actually uh, grew together. You know, you at a young age, you had the fight. I mean, you talk in 60s, 70s, like, I mean, we talk in civil rights through the 70s. Mm-hmm through a lot of stuff, doing it young and then having to be ambitious to be able to take care of your own, get away from, you know, um, your, your mother's family. home and what's that? Yeah. Independence. You get away from their family, man. Independence, I mean, right. Doing this yeah. independently. And so, um, yeah, there's, there's just, there's, there's so, so much to consider. So I, I think for Mel, I'm wondering for you, brother, man, um, looking at your mom today mm-hmm. is and having this conversation, um, does the bond between a mother and her son influence your capacity to love openly and freely? Because you said that you were jaded and my, mm-hmm. you know, and that has nothing to do with your mom. Right. You know what I mean? Because she's been constant. And right. the crazy thing about us as men, I'll speak on my behalf, is that we have this unconditional love that loves us stanking 
You know what I mean? Loves us sloppy, loves us messy. And then we go out into the world and, you know, there's all these expectations that we, you know, just there's, you know, there's these patriarchal standards that we're to meet and we don't meet and we fall short. Right. Right. And, and then there's also never having a, the place that you would go to is that woman in your life. And, um, and we try to make that person, the person that you are dating or married to mm-hmm. that safe haven, which is what you got from your mom. But the unconditional love of your mother is something that I don't, you know, we, I don't think we see, you know what I mean? In a lot of relationships. So I just, I guess I want to know is, do you believe, you know, does the bond between a mother and her son influence a man's capacity to love openly oh, and freely? Without a doubt. I think it, you know, I think it definitely does. I mean, you, like you said, the, a mother's love is, is there is no, there's nothing else like a mother's love. And I think, you know, for so long, man, I fought what my mom was trying to do for me, you know, the kind of love she tried to give me, you know, the guidance she gave me, you know, I was just happy that I was 18 years old. I didn't have a kid and I was getting ready to go to college, you know, and my parents would tell me something and I would think in my mind, how the hell are you going to tell me something? You had a kid at that age. And I basically, you know, I have no responsibilities. You know, I can do what I want to do. I mean, you got to think about it, man. It, I, I, it was, it, it was tough. I mean, so as far as that cap, that, now I'm more receiving of love. I think it's it's more of a situation where um, I don't, how do I say this? Um, I think Mel's maturing now. Uh, yeah. I, I look at Mel now. Mel, Mel is now seeing things that he couldn't see about love and what love looks like and what love is supposed to be. You know, another thing to me that's really important you know, is that, you know, the world that the black man walks into is like no one else's experience. And so people have to understand the complexity of that. You know, you guys walk in, you're already, you come into the world as with a deficit of that and being black males, you know, you have all types of, you walk out in that world and that world is a tough world to be in and you need a place to land and you need a partner that understands what you face when you go out into that world. You know, there's a lot of threat. The the black man is very threatening to a lot of people in our society, you know, and they try to keep him down. And I think that's important in that, that relationship that you guys find someone that understands what you have to go through and that it's not an easy path. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you know, one of the things that I think is true for all men though, too, is that this pride thing is a a real thing. So Mel, you kind of like spoke about it earlier, just about being failed, this and that, and really you're, you, you learn it's wisdom, you know, and there's a crossroads that we get to when we realize like, man, you know, I'm being too hard on myself. Right. And there's just something about being the man. You got to be the provider. You got to, you like, for example, like your parents were doing well. So you want to do that. You see what your sister's doing. Like you want to do all these different things. And honestly, sometimes we fall short and sometimes we do need help, right? We need that. We need a help mate. And we don't always pick the person who is helpful. <laughs> they might right. be cute. You know what I mean? They might be cute. They might be the brick house, but they don't have, right. they don't have anything that they can help you with what you need. They have a great exterior, but no foundation. I mean, and I, I've, I've ran in my share of those. So, I mean, I understand that. 
Um, I think it's not so much maturity, man. It's 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 uh I'm I'm humble. I'm more humble now than I was yeah. five years ago, three years ago. You know, I'm yeah. not um and that that's something that you know was funny was brought up to me. My dad was humble and mature at a young age. To be able to deal with the stuff he was dealing with. I mean, to have a family and my mom too. I mean, to be able to deal with what they're dealing with, you have to humble yourself. I wasn't ready to I, w- I wasn't ready to be humble to somebody, you know. Not not so much bow down to him and just play the submissive role, but right. but truly be humble. I like and and understand that. And you know, and it, and it's there's a lot of stuff about myself that I got, you know, that I've, I'm still working on. So I mean, I mean, I'm, I know I'm not far from perfect. And do I expect the partner I'm, I'm with to be perfect? No, but there are certain things that, you know, I'm looking for. You know, and I think when you brought it up, like where this whole topic came from. You know what we look for in a woman and someone i said someone like my mom yeah i want the qualities of my mom you, you know obviously strong you know my mom is driven i mean my mom i mean i think everything i was looking for in a woman was right the the blueprint was in front of me but i was like you know what i'm gonna go ahead and try and do things my way and not you know try and get it see if there's an easier way to do it but there really isn't, man. I mean, there really isn't an easy way to find that perfect person for yourself. Yeah, there's, you know, it's 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 being hard-headed, man. You know, the one thing, the something you just said about your dad, the evidence. It's hard sometimes to believe in something that we cannot see, right? And your father has been married for 44 years. He was He was starting from a, you know, at a point where not a high probability for him to accomplish what he's accomplished with your family. Right. And when you said he's, he learned that at a young age and here we are right in the season that you're in and it's coming back down to humility and, and a part of humility takes away being jaded. It ta- it allows for you to have love. It allows right. for you to have connection because you can't have connection if you have, you know, if you're not humble and if you're prideful and if you're, you know what I mean? And if you're jaded, you know, uh, hardened. Right. And so right. your dad, your dad really, um is your evidence you know that's your own evidence because you know him you know what i mean you know him just as well as you know your mom and he's in the other right. room living it you know what i mean it's a good investment it's in humility laying um, back, back watching tv every day amen no, no worries <laughs> no no he said take care of it strong woman take care of it strong wife but you <laughs> know what and in the Bible, it says a virtuous woman is a strong woman. Yes, she yes. does provide for her family. She does look out and make sure that the home is warm and taken care of. So that that strength was in, was always there. It was what was what it was supposed to be. I mean, and, and you do you have to understand, man? My dad gave up a lot to to raise a, a kid. To have a kid. I mean, he he was a great athlete, man. He could have played. He played professional sports. Just. Just as easily as I did, probably he probably would have been better than I am. But my dad knew he had a kid, and my mom too. And they, you know, they knew that their situation wasn't ideal at the time, and they made the moves that they needed to make to get out on their own. And although it wasn't, the thing I've learned from my parents, my parents, especially my dad, is it's not always what I want to do, but it's what I have to do, what I need to do to, for my family, which is very humbling to see. And what I'm starting to understand now, I may want to do certain things, but I have kids, you know, I have a job, I have things that are more more important than me, you know, so those things come first, you know, and I think that's, that's important. Yeah. Well, I want to, 
I want to ask um, you, Mel, because this is one of them chances. We, mm-hmm. I want to give your mom some flowers. Right. And um, just on this platform, man, because who knows where this will go. Um, how do how do you have any thank yous to your mom? Because we've talked about your. Oh, man. You know what I mean? Like, thank, do you want to give mean, your mom any thank yous? Because this is not Mother's Day. We're doing this because of, because we love the love on Q's Lounge. Um, you know I, I do. Um, I know I haven't always been the most loving person with my mom. You know, when it, you're right, when I was younger, I, that's all I wanted around me was my mom. And uh, I think uh, I'm, I'm proud of her. I think my mom is amazing. I, I really do. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm lucky. I'm really lucky to come from the situation I did. You know, I didn't understand it growing up. I do more now as I've, I've gotten older. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I can't, I can't, there's no other way to think about it, man. I, I, I've, like I said, I've never had a one. I've never had a D in my life at all. I've never, and to the point where I've taken stuff for granted. And, and I'm sorry for, for the times that I did do that. I mean, with, with my relationships with my mom, my sister, my dad, you know, it's, it's tough, man. When you're a man trying to, you know, go out on your own to, to listen to a woman tell you what to do even though you know she's right 99% of the time. It, that's that's really tough. I, but that's I understand hard. it. My dad did it. You know, my my brother-in-law does it. I mean, it's 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 one of those things, man. I I'm I'm grateful for for the things my mom has done for me. I'm I'm I love her to death, you know. She's always questioned if I really loved her, which I thought was crazy. You know, just because we butt head and we're alike, I think my mom is the greatest thing in the world. Honestly. Oh, I love that's, you too. That's beautiful. We're blessed. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're blessed family. Yeah. Yeah. Miss Miss Motley, I wanted to give you an opportunity. Um, you you shared a testimony with us of being a, a young mom at the age of 15, uh, the pressure of the world against you. There are a lot of people in different situations um, who are fighting the same battle, um, similar battle hard, you know, hard times. And there are some, some women that may be, you know, you got 43, 40 some odd years of raising this guy and they might be in the midway point. Um, and then you also have grandchildren and now you have all these tools that you didn't have before. Um, do you have any encouragement for, um, your grandchildren and also for women who, who might be, you know, in a situation that you were in at a time that, you know, felt, you know, fists clenched, you know, to get through it all. Do you have any encouragement for them? You know, and I I don't mean to sound repetitive, but I just have to give my testimony. You know, even though I wasn't fully aware of necessarily what I was doing at those times, those various stages in my life when I was very young, but now that I look back and, and I'm starting to, you know, get closer with the Lord, I do see that there was a guidebook all along. You know, I've often lived my life where I've experienced things and then I turn around and find out it's already documented somewhere, you know, after the fact. And so maybe the struggle didn't have to be so hard. So, you know, if you, I just want to say, if you you just 
build a closer relationship with the Lord, read the Bible, it will guide you and it will give you a blueprint on how to raise that child and what to give them and, and how to go about doing it. And if I would have just had that wisdom younger, I think I could have avoided a lot of the, the, the difficulties and, the, and the, the tough times we went through. But, you know, I wouldn't change any of it because look at where we are today. And, you know, this was my time now. And hopefully I can spare somebody by encouraging them to go in that direction now because the wisdom is there. The, it's, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. The word. yeah. So um, we have something we want to show you guys and then um, and show everyone else this short little uh, collage I think we have. The moderator is going to take you out for just a moment. <laughs> You know, I want to, I want to just say on that note, you guys, I, I really, um, I know I'm like family, but I just want to tell you, thank you. Um, because in the Q's lounge, the space is about vulnerability, um, transparency, growth, love, hopefully wisdom, if we're seeking it. And I just appreciate your, the, your, um, your trust in me and his platform to share your bond. Um, first love. Miss Motley, you have been um, you have you have been a blessing <laughs> to my friend because I can tell you so many times I'm like, man, your mom sounds just like my mom. <laughs> like right. even today, I'm over here. Like I called my mom earlier after I talked to you. I was like so geeked up. My mom was like, she was, and again, she was firm. She was strong. She was all the same thing. So um, I just thank you because a lot of times when you know we grow up together as as men and we have these things. Well, my mom said this, my mom, and to hear him going through the same things, I just thank you for keeping it real. It was a good balance. You know what I mean? If you were doing something else, I would have had to move in. You know what I mean? Um, so, well, you've, been, so you've been a blessing to our family, and I just, I cherish your friendship with Romel. I think you are a great friend, and um, I'm just glad that he has you. It, it's, it, takes a it, is, it, is, it takes a village to raise a Romel. Yes, yes, this is true. You know, you know, one one little like you know, just a quick moment, and then uh, we're gonna be, um, you got, we'll be wrapping up here. Is that the first time? Because I'll tell you how hard my mom was. The first time and the only time I did a sleepover ever in my life. <laughs> okay, I didn't do no sleepovers until after I left for college, right? Which was my own. I was in my own apartment by then. Um, was a sleepover at your house. Yeah. And you know, I have to say, because my mom is super tough. And I know you you met my mom at, a, at eye level as a parent. And um, she had to, I know she had to come to you with pure confidence that if she was, you know, if she was leaving her child there, who she clinged on to for all, you know, all good purposes, um, that, she, that I was going to be safe. And I had a great time when I, that was like, wow, this is what it's like. So when I tell my son, I'm like, yo, you've been, I'm like, I've only spent the night at the Motley's and that's it. That was the only one time. So uh, that was in junior high. 
and uh, definitely. You know what's so funny about that? I remember they had that comment like, "Damn, is this mom gonna leave?" She, they were talking like forever. Well, you know That's what? two strong and women I over there. Right? That was Wonder what? Woman versus Wonder Woman. I think <laughs> we we saw the likeness in each other, and that's yeah. why she felt safe. No game. We were having those conversations, and she could see that we had the same shared values. You know, it was it, then it was okay for you to stay. Yeah, yeah, and and I thank you because. And so to Mel's point, you had a you had a very safe space to be in. And um, and I felt that waking up because I've never like again, no one. My mom never let us stay at anyone else's house um, before we before we go. Ro, um, I just want to give an opportunity for people to be able to connect with you. Yeah. Um, and so Romel is a license outside of all this, outside being a a loving man <laughs> who's maturing and growing day by day and wisdom right, right? And, and love he is also a licensed mortgage loan originator um who will listen and customize home loans to meet customers needs and guide them in every step of the way um i believe we got his phone number there so you can screenshot that if you want to reach out to him um inbox him as well let him know what you thought about the show i think um i would love to hear what you think about the show so make sure that you leave your comments um, and actually, he has a website, romel.motley.com. No, you know what? It's no dot. It's uh, www.romelmotley. So no dot. So yeah, so romelmotley.com. Right. Yeah. And <laughs> he's got go. and he's Twitter. got Twitter. So and, somebody. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm not like Quinn, and as good as on uh, my social media tip is this this cat, but I do respond. You know, uh, let's make him good at it. I need you guys <laughs> to flood his inbox. <laughs> <laughs> You know, flood it, flood his inbox, make him good at it. This is this is one of my dear, dear friends um, that I love. I know that he's really good at what he does in mortgage. Um, he's he's a, a technician about it. And so reach out to him and then also too, just give him encouragement. This was a this was a, a very vulnerable space. And, you know, and I think that he did a really good job as a man. And I hope men who are watching were encouraged as well. But I want to just tell you guys, thank you again. I love you both. Yeah, um, you, I, when I come home, I got your number, Miss Molly. I know how to. I know call before I come, but I, I'm coming. <laughs> I'm, so we're gonna go see the mural. <laughs> yes, I want to see the murals. And I want to take pictures with you in front of it and all that stuff. Cool. And, and you know, uh, also too, man. Real quick, um, my mom has got her next thing that she's doing. You want to? Why don't you tell me about that? Yeah, mom, tell us about it. Oh, you know what? I'm working with uh, the Charles Bibbs. Uh, he's a uh, nationally nas nationally known artist here in Riverside, and they're they're trying to create an African American museum here in Riverside called the Bibbs. So the Bibbs. that's my next project that we're working on. And what else she's doing? She's been commissioned oh. for her her first. Uh, look, at, look, at, look at your son bragging. Look at him. Ramona, Ramona High School has wants to meet with us to commission a mural. So there's a team of artists that I'm working with. So yeah, the, she ain't retired, brother. Yeah. She is not retired. Yeah, my mom is busy. She's, so she's a great a grandmother. Now. That's what I say. A creative. <laughs> yeah, Amen. So, yeah, so just a quick shout out real quick. Um, my dad is watching. <laughs> he says, what a show with Mel and his beautiful love his mom shared with all of us. You know, um, just, you. you know, just just want to say thank you to you guys. A lot of people are watching this and they miss their mom. You know what I mean? And so these are just some opportunities. Um, thank you, Kelly Kells. This is just an opportunity for us to, you know, to appreciate what we have while we have it. And right. I definitely feel like, you know, um, you guys were able to 
share that with us. And I'm just thankful for that. Please, Miss um, Motley, uh, be sure <laughs> to tell <laughs> Mr. Motley that I said thank you as well. Because <laughs> I, I, I know you guys are a pair. So I want to say thank you to him. And I'm uh, looking forward to seeing him again soon. But thank you both um, for being on the Q's Lounge. Uh, God bless you guys. And um, we'll, we'll be in touch soon. Definitely. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, guys. All right, Q. So, um, you know, this is just the final thought, you guys. I thank you guys who have been tuning in, um, watching the show. And, you know, the uh, the reason why I wanted to do this show today is because um, the connection between a mother and a son, you know, a lot of people who are single, a lot of people who have marital, you know, issues. And I just somewhere along the line, I just feel like there's the connection between, between us and our parents. Um, there's a healthy relationship, um, of love having what you're with our mother as a man that really can, you know, can really kind of like set the, <laughs> set the, uh, stage. Thank you. Thank you, Melanie. I appreciate that. Um, yeah. So the connection with our mothers is so important. You can find, you can see Mel talk today about, kind of rebelling against his mom being strong. And it was, it was definitely something that, um, for me, um, I could relate to, but it also in Mel's wisdom is learning that, you know what, you know, what I was fighting the whole time, you know, was, you know, was just being, was stubbornness, you know, and humility. And so I honestly feel like these are things that, um, these are things, these are things, these are, <laughs> I got the moderator moderator on me, but these are things that, you know, our relationships with our mother are super important. The, the, the woman is our, our moms are our first love. And I truly feel like this connection with our mother is, is really helping us to go out in the world, to be better husbands and be better men. And my prayer for a lot of men is if you're not in a good space with your mom, get in a good space with your mom. And if you, you know, if you're not in that space, but you can be a little bit more humble you know what I mean? There's some things that we, we learned today that humility has taught, um, you know, has taught Mel, has taught Miss Motley. And so love requires us to be humble. And so I believe that that relationship starts, you know, with our parents and prayerfully that that is something that we'll carry forward into our romantic relationships, our friendships, and just the way that we carry ourselves. So I just want to thank you guys. I'm going to be, um, I'll be jumping on on Instagram in just a bit, just to just to touch base with you guys. But I want to just say thank you um, for watching Q's Lounge and supporting me and, and following uh, following me on Q's Lounge on Instagram, on social media, all, all platforms. So Instagram, Twitter and uh, Facebook. And I. Yeah, here we go. She's giving you giving you the uh, the cues. But anyways, that's it, you guys. I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. God bless you guys. And I'll be a. Uh, I'll be seeing you guys next week. We're going to have another awesome show next week, so stay tuned.